Does a toilet flushing cause your child to cry? Maybe getting them to put on a different pair of pants or socks causes a full-on meltdown. Well, you might have a kid with sensory processing disorder. Hi, I'm Dr. Roseanne, and I'm a mental health trailblazer. And join me as we have real conversations about real solutions to kids' problems. And today we're talking about sensory processing, sensory processing disorder, and we're diving into real strategies that can help you help your child not be so reactive to getting their socks on. So let's dive in. This is It's Gonna Be Okay with Dr. Roseanne, and we are talking about one of my favorite topics, something that most neurodivergents struggle with, and that's sensory processing. And we are going to specifically dive into what is sensory processing disorder, because sensory processing issues may occur with a lot of individuals, some of them neurotypical, some of them neurodivergent, sometimes it's developmental, but what makes it a clinical disorder? And if you're looking for support today, I have created something amazing for you. It's our natural mood and behavioral regulation kit. You can go to drrosanne.com forward slash mood kit, all one word. And it is a compilation of the best of the best of things that are science-backed, that have been tested with people that I've been working with for three decades. I've made an unbelievable resource that has actionable videos, downloads, tips, and it's here for you because you need it. And it doesn't matter if your kid has a clinical issue or not. Our natural mood and behavior regulation kit has some of the things we're talking about in it so that you don't have to go searching and you get a trusted expert, me, who's been working with people for all of this time. And these are tools that work and you need to start today. So go ahead. Let's talk about what sensory processing is. So sensory processing really just very at a very basic level is we get information in through our senses, taste, touch, sound. And when our nervous system is working properly and it's regulated, we are not bothered by these a loud sound, right? Or, um, you know, somebody rubbing our shoulders. But when it's dysregulated, we can be reactive and we don't have that same ability to what's called modulate that sensory input that is coming in. And for us that have kids with sensory issues, know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, there were times with Max where we'd be trying to put on his socks and just tears would be rolling down his face. And in his case, it was from Lyme. I've worked with kids who, you know, have on the autistic spectrum or have ADHD and they struggle with taste and texture and really struggle with eating. So there's a lot of reasons behind it. And some kids go through a developmental phase and it's over, but it becomes a processing disorder, becomes SPD when it's interfering with daily function. So maybe it's interfering with going to sleep or, you know, going to school or just in some area of their life it's become a problem that we have to manage as parents. The good news is a lot of times these clinical issues, when we address it, can be resolved. But some people struggle with sensory processing for a long time. And what are some of the symptoms of a sensory processing, right, is some of the things we talked about. So like 
big emotional overreactions to touch, sound, taste, smell. Sometimes we don't talk about it. I have an unbelievable um, smell system, which is why I'm a great chef because I can taste things and then I can duplicate it. But also, too, I can be very reactive to bad smells. I remember doing a field trip to the septic processing center in in college. And I literally sat outside and vomited the entire time. And it took me like a week to get over it where my friends just didn't seem to be as bothered as I did. I was like, it's a septic place, you know, processing center. So how is sensory processing disorder different from autism or any other clinical issues? So first of all, most autistics have sensory processing issues. I don't know if I've ever met an autistic who is either under or overstimulated by sensory information. So you have kids that like to spin all the time. Those are under sensitive. So they, they don't, they're not as reactive. Then you have kids who are overreactive. You know, the toilet flushing just all of a sudden creates these big responses. Clues that that sensory information is causing a reactivity of the nervous system. And as I always say, you know, kids with SPD or sensory issues, they're never doing this on purpose. But for them, it really is like nails on a chalkboard, right? That's that same kind of issue. You know, I have kids that have issues with people chewing or sort of everyday things. And it can be so disruptive in a household when you have one kid that's so reactive and you're trying to live a normal life. But when it comes to SPD versus autism, so almost all kids with autism have sensory processing disorder. Not everybody with sensory processing disorder has autism. They might just have sensory processing issues. They might have other physical issues like mitochondrial issues where their cells don't work in the same way. They might have um, Ehlers-Danlos, right, where they're, you know, have lax in the joints. They could have ADHD. They could have rejection-sensitive dysphoria. They can have pathological demand avoidance. I mean, they could have a lot of things, anxiety, depression, or whatnot. You also might have it as as in anxiety and depression or OCD as not, didn't predate those issues. It came along with it. So their nervous system is so activated by that other primary issue, anxiety, depression, OCD, and then sensory processing issues result. I always see sensory processing issues with pans and pandas. That's why we added it to our COM PEMF. We added a sensory processing component, but they are two different issues. You can have sensory processing disorder and not be autistic. Many people, again, with autism, I would say better than 95% of autistics do have sensory processing disorder. Hey, parents, looking to turn those stressful days into moments of calm focus? Well, that's exactly why I created Neurotastic Multimag Brain Formula. It's the brain booster that helps kids and parents stay centered and sharp. It's not magic, it's science, and it's just a spoonful away. Bring the balance with Neurotastic. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash magnesium to get special subscribe and save discounts with, of course, amazing gifts. DrRoseanne.com forward slash magnesium. So how do we help our kids with sensory processing disorder or with sensory processing issues? Well, first of all, you got to have a lot of patience. (laughs) 
just saying that myself. And one of the things that I learned to do was being proactive and not reactive. Your kid's got sensory processing issues. There's no wishing it away. You have to actually address it. So you have to be prepared. So that means you have to do what's called a sensory diet. You have to explore. And really, I always try to recommend formal exploration with an occupational therapist who specializes in sensory processing. But really, what is a sensory diet? It is sort of like an a la carte menu of things that you know help your child better manage sensory information. So it could be anything from a massage, a scalp massage. It could be dry brushing. It could be trampolining. So what kind of sensory input actually regulates your child's sensory system? Right. And when you work with an occupational therapist, they will test out all the different known beneficial sensory systems. Sometimes a weighted blanket can be helpful. I have a little guy that I'm working with right now. Forget about it. He's not a little guy. He's like adolescent and he just can't seem to regulate for sleep. The magnesium is helping him a lot, but we still, it's taking too long. So we decided to do a weighted blanket. And lo and behold, he's much better. He's able to get to sleep better. And he's now, you know, with all the things we're doing with him and his parents are so great at actually following through and doing what I recommend, his nervous system is regulating. So that sensory diet is what works for your child. And by being proactive, you're not waiting for the meltdown. You're not saying tough it up. You know, what is that bathroom flush really doing to you or those socks? You're saying, hey, when I have him trampoline for five minutes every morning, he is much more pleasant. He eats more. One of the benefits of sensory processing when you get them to regulate and use the sensory diet, usually the appetite improves are much less restrictive. Restrictive eaters always have sensory processing issues. And it's one of the biggest reasons why they're not eating a variety of foods. And there's some workarounds with that, including doing sensory activities, but also tapping into the taste of sensory and getting stronger tasting foods instead of only giving them chicken nuggets. Because I'm just saying chicken nuggets tends to be the main thing. But utilizing these strategies proactively is helpful for your parent-child relationship. It helps them better identify what works for them. And they're more likely to self-regulate on their own, but also utilize these coping skills. Like, hey, you know, we're going to this birthday party. It gets kind of loud. It's very crowded. What do you think the best thing is to do right now, Becky? Okay, well, I'm going to get on the trampoline because that always seems to make me feel better. These are great conversations because it helps them throughout their lives. And We don't know which individual will lose their sensory issues, but we certainly know that some individuals keep them like Temple Grandin. She's one of the most famous autistics on the planet. And she developed all this stuff with sensory, not just for human beings, but for cattle and um, and sensory systems to help manage cattle. And not that our kids are cattle, but we've learned a lot from her. And so being proactive, utilizing them can help your day and them. So... If you are looking for more natural solutions like this, hop over to this page and grab my natural mood and behavior regulation kit and go to drrosanne.com forward slash mood kit. If you're not sure what you need and you want to work one-on-one with me, you can always go to our solution matcher and that's just drrosanne.com forward slash help. And remember, take one action, you can do it and you can help your child's nervous system 
regulate and help that sensory system be more responsive in an appropriate way to its environment to help your child thrive. Parenting is hard and there are many ups and downs, especially when you have a child with sensory processing disorder or they just struggle with everyday kind of situations that tap into taste, touch, sound, all the senses. Just know that no matter what's going on, it's going to be okay when you stop and you be proactive in supporting your child's sensory needs. You need the right solution to help your child be successful at home, school, and life. And that's why I've created the Solution Matcher. Go to drrosanne.com forward slash help, D-R-R-O-S-E-A-N-N forward slash help to get the right solution for where you're at. 